And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Weighing In Podcast. We are here to talk about the PFL and the great judging that occurred that night with Roy McDonald and Gleason Tebow. We've also got the UFC with Dan Ige taking on the Korean Zombie. What I want all of you to do is go get a drink, set that drink by your side, and every time that my partner Josh Thompson yawns, I want you to down that sucker and fill that glass up again. What's up? And what's happening there, Mr. Sleepy? Well, every <coughs> every time I clear my throat, you might want to do that. Jeez. Oh, man. I just had a drink go down the wrong pipe. and oh. <laughs> Brutal, brutal. Just like that Roy McDonald decision. Brutal. Ooh. Just, ah. Uh, I mean, look, the, 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 overall car, the overall card, it just had a lot of things that just were like, okay, this is random. You don't have the no contest for the accidental need of the growing. And then you also have the draw. Like, that's kind of rare that you have those kind of, like, that much stuff going on. And then a really bad decision in the main event in one show. So... I mean, you got to kind of look more towards the athletic commission. They are obviously, you know, in terms of the um, the draw. But otherwise, I mean, the the main the main talk and conversation of this whole weekend is been the Gleason T. Bow and Roy McDonald decision. Absolutely, just horrendous, just horrible. I had to go back and watch it a little bit more. I like rewind back and forth. I'm like, oh, I can. I was trying to justify like him putting the pressure, him throwing the bigger shots. I can justify the last round. <clears throat> That's yeah. about. I, that's the only one that I can even kind of throw. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I scored at thirty twenty seven for Roy McDonald. Yeah. Okay. But I can go and say I can understand someone giving it to to Gleason Tebow in the in the third and final round. He was going after him. They made maybe they thought he was landing some of the shots that he was throwing hard. Okay. The first two. The first two. Yeah. Come on. You know, I, I know all the judges gave the second round to Rory. Obviously, he, they should have. But the first round, it, it wasn't close. It yeah. wasn't close. And, and honestly, either was the third round. It just was not a good exhibition of what <clears throat> judges should be giving credit for in an MMA fight. Rory McDonald, you know, he went out there. He fought a clean fight. Now, the one thing, you know, some people you can look at, you're always looking for that guy that you know is trying to end the fight, the guy that's trying to finish things. And yeah, Gleason was, but he wasn't landing anything to do it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you know. It, it, he's got to land that effective all those shots that he's throwing. I'm not saying he didn't land at all; he did. And and I thought Gleason fought hard, and, and you know, taking nothing away from him, he just, in my opinion, didn't deserve to get the decision that he got, that split decision victory. I thought Rory got he got just uh Yeah. He got abused. Yeah, I was trying to look at it and say like, hey, he was putting the pressure, he was landing he was landing the harder shots, but there was there was very rarely any of them. <clears throat> um but then I go back and I look at I would take a look at back at the Marlon Marais and Jose Aldo fight. He was putting the pressure but wasn't really throwing anything. And Marais was running on his bike. He was you know, he was basically just sprinting around in circles, but he was landing the cleaner he was shots. Landing. And Rory was landing the cleaner shots, just not the harder ones, but he was actually more active and, and actually pinpointing everywhere he wanted to land. So yeah. good stuff. I mean, 
this, I mean, he's going to be in the tournament. So he's in that, that final playoff, I think is what they call it. He's it's in there, what, but I mean, that'll affect his seating, I believe. But I mean, he's, he's still going to, I still think he walks away winning the whole thing. He's going to have a hard time with Ray Cooper. You know, it's funny because I was talking to someone who's a, a judge there and he goes, he says, ah, they ought to just hand Rory the million dollars. Now I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I go, let me tell you something. Ray Cooper is very Robbie Lawler-like. Hmm. Okay. And there's a guy that gave Roy McDonald a lot of problems in his fighting career. And that guy's name is Robbie Lawler. Yeah. And honestly, right now, Ray Cooper is just a younger, stronger, better version at this time. Yeah. You know, com- comparatively where they're at. So don't, don't yeah, just I, hand it over to him. Rory's got no. a tough match. It would have been very, it would have been much easier if he had gotten the, the three points. He would have been in the other bracket fighting the Russian instead of fighting Ray Cooper. Yeah. Better position to be in. <sighs> yeah. I guess we're going to see what happens and how it all plays out. It's just funny how you have, <clears throat> this is what's weird about their whole playoff situation. Uh, is let's okay. just say that go, Gleason go, wins. Go, go, go talk to me because I'm going to bring something up here because, and everyone's going to say, oh, John, you're a, you're because the Belgian has nothing to do with it. I'm talking as a fan. I want to talk about their system. Go. Well, to me, it's weird that Gleason beats Rory, who is considered to be like the best, the number one guy, the ranked guy, whatever it is, and then he doesn't get in. I it, like that's <laughs> okay. What, I, got, I got it better than that, but go that's ahead. Weird to me, that's just weird to me. I'm like, even if I don't think it was a robbery, and it was, and if if it wasn't a robbery, and I thought maybe okay, he won, or if he, you know, whatever it was, he doesn't get in. So then, yeah. okay, the guy that gives him, I guess, the most fit so far is the guy that just beat him. But he's not even in the tournament, so it's just nope. a, it's a we it's weird. I, I get why they're doing it. It brings a little bit of a, something different to the sport, and I can get behind that. But that's, and that's if you fine, make it but... too complicated to follow, it's it's you're not you're not you're not doing yourself any favors. Or when it makes zero sense. Let, let's just take a look at you know the, the fights, the way they went down, and everything. You know the main card you had Chris Camozzi fights Caesar Ferreira. He eats. Fahea up in that fight. Yeah. He yep. beat the piss out of him. Yeah, okay? I mean, you were talking about how Fahea was probably going to be able to take Kamozi out yeah, just a couple days ago. Kamozi <laughs> just looked great on the feet. He did great when he was on the ground. He landed big, heavy ground and pound at times. He just an outstanding. The kicks that he landed were beautiful. Everything he did. And he gets the win the way it should have been. It was a you know unanimous decision victory. He gets the three points. The guy he just beat the shit out of is moving on into the tournament finals and playoffs while he's going to go and sit home. Because, because Chris Camozzi fought the guy who won the, won the tournament last time in sortie, a tougher fight than what Fahea had in his first round, and he, he loses a close, a close decision, and so he doesn't get any points. He fights... Two guys that are going to be in the finals barely loses to one and beats the fuck out of another, and he's sitting at home while Caesar Fajaya is going on. That's what's wrong with your tournament and your points. It doesn't make sense. When you've got the guy who got his ass beat moving on and the guy who beat his ass going home, you got problems. Yeah, they should have. They should maybe start to restructure the fact that it's got to look like everyone fights everybody in the bracket. Hello, and then that's it's the way based it's off be. of points. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, and it's just going to take longer to, to to come to fruition. That's the only problem. That, that, that's a, and I kind of like the way 
Bellator does it in terms of like, look, it's a one year thing and we do it, spread it out based on fighters health. But we're pretty much the only company that's really doing the tournament style, except for they are. But it's way different. They're not, it's not like the best fight the best. It's they pick and then okay, these two people fight and they find out who gets in the playoffs. Well, how many other fighters are in there? Why don't you fight out? Why don't you just fight them all? You know, I also think maybe we, you should go back. I wish Bellator would do this too. Cause um, I think pride did this a while back is they would have, they'd have the fight, the semifinals and the finals in one night. <clears throat> I love that. I love that idea. Or you have the quarter in the semis in one night, and then you done. have the finals, the finals in another time where both fighters can prepare for that person. I love that idea as well. So you have the both quarters and you have both semifinals that night in one night, and then you have them, <clears throat> then you have them fight the finals at another time so they can both prepare properly and get the best fight. Yeah. I mean, I, I just look at the way there's no way in the world you can tell me that it makes sense that a guy that, you know, Got the shit beat out of him. He's the guy that's going. Oh, he advances. Where does that make sense? Where does that yeah. Where does that sound like it's a good idea to you? Yeah, doesn't make sense because Chris Camozzi, dude, you looked fantastic. You looked so good. That was a great fight. You deserve to move on in that tournament. And I'm sorry it, it didn't happen. The uh, Emiliano Sorty fight against Dan Spawn. It has it has some de- some incredible moments. And had some incredible moments of strikes to the back of the head. <laughs> My God. I look, I love Shaolin Iberio. Just yeah. he was a marvelous guy as a, as a jujitsu guy. Great guy as a fighter in MMA. Brother, you know what? You got to drop your balls and fucking start having some <clears throat> command presence if you're going to be a, an official because you're not. It's not about how nice a guy you are. It's about how efficient and effective you are in allowing these guys to fight under the rule set that the New Jersey State Athletic Commission has you using, man, you, you got you to gotta make a call, dude. You can't just sit there and watch it. You can't be, you can't be quiet about it. You got to tell people, hey, you know, either don't hit the back of the head, watch the back of the head because it's him turning his head or anything like that, but just there was too much going on. Finally, he stops and he very quietly he takes a point like, like he's, He's done something wrong in a in a school class, but and then it goes back to it and stuff. I, I don't know. It just it was a good fight. It ended up being a draw. Um, that point deduction would have been a difference. Yeah. So, you know, it's that's the reason it became the draw and stuff. But too many fouls going on. Too much. Too much going on. But uh, yeah, good, the, the it was fight, a good the, tough fight. Tough fight. The fight that really got me was Curtis Melender and the. Matamedikiramov or whatever it was, a beautiful Ezekiel choke. Beautiful. Yeah. He was getting his ass kicked up until that moment, too. Those front thigh knee kicks or whatever it was, he was hitting him with those John Jones, but the very first one he threw buckled his knee backwards. You could yeah. tell he was having a hard time. And then Curtis just, once again, not fighting smart. Pick and choose your shots. Don't just go to the well and just end up getting taken down. Once he got taken down, there was he was lost. He was gone. Yeah, it was done. And I think he only had like a minute left. Was there a minute left? Let me see. Yeah, there was a, oh, two minutes, two minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you were up, man. You had him on his, you had him reeling and just, you, you have three rounds. You, his knee is in between. You always want, if you felt like you hurt somebody to the knee or you felt like something's wrong with them, right? Their knee is broken. Carry them to the, to the, when the round breaks. Because once they're the, you go to the next round in that break session, when they sit down with their corner, oh, it's bad. It's the worst feeling ever. They're going to feel so much pain. 
they will not be the same fighter coming out to the second round or the third round, whatever. Like they're just not gonna be the same. Let them get to the break, carry them there, do whatever, stick and move. You, you've kind of already, he was already winning the round. He was winning the round pretty convincingly as well. And <clears throat> I don't know. He just, just didn't fight smart. You gotta, you gotta oh, have those kind of things in what's your that? brain. Hold on. How many times have we talked about Curtis? Cause he's a great guy, but fight yeah. IQ. Yeah. Just, just doesn't come through at times. It's not there. It's not there. It's not something. I feel like it's not something you can really coach, though, either. Because you can lean him that way. You either got to want to do it or not. He's super athletic. He's got talent. He's got power in his hands. Yeah. No, I don't know. Overall, though, I really do. Overall, like I, I think the biggest, like I said, the whole night and the whole everything was overshadowed by the the Roy McDonald decision. That was one. And two is, like you said, is when I'm sitting here watching, and I'm sure a lot of fans at home are sitting there watching, going. Okay, so that guy won, but that guy's not going to be on the tournament. That's going to be like, okay, but it just, it's going to be hard for people to start following that and being like, okay, there's really no credibility to this thing. That, that's so, the biggest problem. And, and, I, and look, I want the PFL to do great. So I, I'm just, as a fan, I'm saying, man, you got to look, you got to look at this uh, system that you have because it's not working. Yeah. You take a look at just, just look at the Chris Camozzi situation. And I go, that doesn't work. He had a Pumping. fucking very <laughs> tough fight. He loses it. Okay, I'll, I'll give it that, you know, the judges went with Sorty in that fight. So he gets no points. And then he goes and he beats the piss out of his next opponent. And that opponent moves on because he fought a, a much lesser opponent in the first round. Yeah. Yep. It's not right. <laughs> bless me. Ooh. Bless you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought I was going to just have to bless myself. Thank you. Everyone thank thought you that they were going to go for a drink right there. They thought you were going to yawn. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, though, like overall, like I said, we we both want the PFL to succeed. They pump a ton of money into it. And um, I wanted to go back and watch some of the fights again on the on their ESPN or whatever it was app. You can't. It's not available. For some reason, when you go back to watch the PFL, says this option is not available for replay. That's what it says on my ESPN, whatever it was. I wonder so, if it took so much time for it to come back. Maybe 24 hours or something, but I was trying I to watch it like that night and it just no, it wouldn't let me. So, anyways. Uh, but Ray Cooper, he's a dog, man. He's man, just a that was dog. A tough he's, fight. Great fight. Yes, tough fight, but he's a dog. Got the win. But he's, he's going to be, I, I really believe that he's the one to potentially win this whole thing. I think so. Because if he touches Again. Rory to that, to that nose... And if he kicks Roy in that calf, I mean, it will ch- it will change it changes the game. He's got the power to displace his nose at any moment. And that's the thing. That's what happened with the uh, <clears throat> that's what happened with the Gegard Mousasi fight. Gegard hit him with a good one two combination, I believe, and Roy just he just like everything just shut off. Oh. Like because I don't know if you guys know, he's got some sort of makeshift nose. So his bridge, I think, is like a piece of fiberglass or a plastic or something like that. He's got like a, a fake bridge, and so. If he takes a hard, clean shot and right in the right spot, it'll displace and it'll like turn and it shuts everything off and he has to go get it set again. From what I understand, that's what I was told. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, that and then you know his calf. His calf will never be the same. Yeah, you know after those fights with uh, with Lima. So, I mean, he's a great. I I will always say this. He's a great fighter. He's, he's a, a great. great fighter. Per, he's a great person too. Um, but he's just taking so much damage. I mean, a lot, a lot of damage. So. I don't know. We'll see. Ray, Ray Cooper's not the guy you want to you want to be 
stepping in there with knowing that you have some weaknesses and places you can't be touched. I, I just look at the, there's a, there's a huge similarity between, you know, a guy that he's fought before and Robbie Lawler. Ray Cooper is, uh, he's Robbie Lawler Jr. Yeah. You know, he's got that power. He's got power in his hands. He's strong. He's physically tough. He can, he can anti-wrestle. He can also wrestle, but he can anti-wrestle. He just, he matches, you know, up with Roy very well. All right, podcast Dave, give us the UFC card. And John, what did you think of the fights tonight? Uh, let's start with the main event and we'll work our way down. Yeah. All right. Let's, Danny we're gonna Gay start with, and Zombie. We're going to start with the main event. You got to say, first off, I love Danny Gay. Just <laughs> tough as You got to stop nails. doing that. Every time you're about to say something bad, I love the guy. <sighs> no, I love no. The guy. You know, I can't say anything bad. He just was fighting someone that is stylistically very difficult for him. Where Dan is strong, Zombie's strong. Maybe a little bit stronger in areas. I think, you know, I thought Dan had the, a good game plan in going after that calf kick uh, on that lead leg because everyone knows that, you know, Zombie puts a lot of weight forward. He didn't go, he didn't go to the well enough on it. Now, yeah. partly it's because he was getting hit with shots too when he, he was trying at times and he missed sometimes. But, you know, I, th- I thought he was fighting his ass off. I really do. I, I, there was nothing... I look at that, and if you're Eric Nipsick and you're looking at and, and I want to say I thought Eric Nipsick did a fantastic job in the corner. I love the things he was saying. It just shows the composure of a coach that knows his guy, knows what's going on in the fight, knows, hey, I'm not going to lie to you and sit here and tell you we're winning, but I am going to tell you, hey, I, I, I know you're trying, and I, I need more from you. I believe in you, son, you know, and, you know, do you believe, you know, and he's just, he's doing the right things. It's his guy is just, he's just not quite as good as that guy across the cage from him on this night. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't like, I, I, I don't know where they came up with the 48, 47. I didn't see two rounds that I thought Dan won, but I thought the first three were pretty easy for zombie. You can go and say, give the fifth round to Dan Ige, which says everything about that guy. He came out. He gave it everything he had. Yes, he got caught in the end. Yes, uh, you know, the zombie had his back, but he didn't do anything with it. And it was a lot of the shots that Ige. That's why I would have given him the fifth round. But uh, you know, like I said, I can't say anything bad about Dan Ige. I thought he fought his ass off. It was just he got beat by a guy that's just a little bit better right now in every area, and it's just that's just time. Yeah, <clears throat> the way he fought the fifth round should have been the way he fought the whole fight. But it's hard to fight. But I don't know if he could have. Yeah, that's the thing. Is That's what I was about to say. I'm going to say it's hard to fight that way for five rounds. So yeah. he would have had to pick. Here's I, This is another fight IQ situation. You have to know when you need to raise it. So for me, right, I was always a slow starter. And I'm just using me as an example because I can't speak for other people. But what I say is this. is like I always kind of pretty much lost the first round because everyone hit harder than me. Everyone was more faster. Everyone's faster than me, more explosive than me. All those things, right? But I was a dog. I was like someone that I would linger around, you know, as the fight went on. Just kind of like follow the puppy dog around. Like I would just follow the fighter around and hopefully they got a little bit tired and I could touch them with some shit. You know, pee on their leg a little bit. So that's kind of how this whole thing. He needs to be that guy in the first round. That puts a little bit of pressure, but doesn't absorb a lot of damage. And then as the fight goes on, he needs to start picking it up. So as the in the first round, he's not the most athletic. He's not the most talented. He's a hard worker, and yep. he's good. 
He's you know, gritty. he's good in all areas, but he's not great in all areas. And that's the thing. He's not great in one area. You know, he's good a little bit everywhere. Yep. But he lacks in a lot of things that all these other these other top fighters have. You know, the speed, the reach, the all those things in the just the style too. Calvin Cater and even uh Zombie, they're they're longer, they they throw harder, they hit harder, all of those things. They it's just he needs to he needs to turn it on for one round, get that round, win that round, and then maybe take the next round to do the same thing, but slow it down a little bit, see if he can get to a dominant position, and then get there and hold it for a while. You know, like control the tempo of the fight. He in the first three rounds, it seemed like he was kind of just seeing if if Zombie was going to get tired. And we've seen that Zombie doesn't he slows down, but he doesn't get tired. And you can't rely on it. And the other thing as well is once he does get tired, he's still in it no matter what. We've seen that all the way back to Leonard Garcia. We've seen he's a dog. He's going to be in there the whole damn fight. If he's, you got to carry him out on a fucking stretcher. Zombie will be there in round five. But you've got to make it to the point where in round five, it was a lot closer of a, of a round because you made it a dog fight. You know, and, and it sometimes that definitely will backfire. It will definitely backfire sometimes, you know, like, you leave yourself open because you are putting too much pressure. You've got to put controlled pressure. You got to be, you know, right in their grill and, and just touch and press them to the fence. If you get hit, grab them, clinch them, press them to the fence, do those type of things. He just, he stayed on the outside, jumped in every once in a while, some combinations and jumped back out. But it just, it wasn't working for him. And I agreed with what you're saying about Eric Nipsica and he did great stuff in the corner. Hey, you got to believe in you. I believe in you. You can do this. You can do yep. better. You know, go out there and get it done. Those are things that inspirational shit you're, you need to hear sometimes in your corner. Like, hey, because like with my manager, Bob Cook, he's like, man, he's like, there's fights that Josh, that you were fighting. It's like, why are you not going? Why are you not fighting the way you fight in the gym? I know you're in good enough shape. What are you doing? Like, go harder. Go push one. Instead, I was on the outside. Stick, move, stick, move. It was like, this can be a fucking, you're making this fight way closer than it needs to be. Make it a fight. And there was, there, I don't know, there was moments in my career where I did that. And there was moments where I didn't do that, where I just went after it went real hard. Danny Ige is kind of that same situation. When he gets in your grill and bullies you around, or at least tries to, like, he does a good job of that. He mixes it up very well from punching to the clinch, back up to the, dropping down on the double leg, back up to the clinch, knees, elbows, get the takedown, get to the top position. He's good doing all of those things together. Yeah. But when he has to be stuck on the outside, He's not fast enough. He's not long enough. And he doesn't have, he just, he, people will just out technique him from that far apart. And we saw that tonight. And then there was never the real adjustment until a little bit through round four. And there, you got to put a little bit more sense of urgency. Like uh, Eric was saying, Nipsick was saying, I was like, get after him. You've got to put it on him. You got to put pressure. And he started doing that in four or five, but you got to remember three rounds are already gone. So you pretty much have lost the fight. You know, that means what are we waiting on? You've nothing to wait on. Whether you whether you get knocked out, whether you get submitted, or you fucking lose by decision or split decision, it still goes on a big fucking L next to your name. That's all. It 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 doesn't it doesn't matter. It's still that a second, loss. That second round though, yeah, he took some big shots. Yeah, he did. He took yeah. some big shots, and and those kind of rounds sometimes will make you forget where you are in the fight, and you know, you're fighting, but you you won't remember actually where you are in the fight as far as what round it is or anything like that and the rounds just start to go by and all of a sudden you're you're sitting there and they're saying man we got five minutes it's like yeah really you know so i i again i got nothing sometimes bad you're to like say. thank god there's only fucking five minutes left <laughs> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you, that, but oh, i have shit. nothing bad to say about danny he's a tough bastard he's a he's 
He's right there, but he's not in that top five. Yeah. And this is the kind of fight that shows that. You know, he's just going to have to figure out a way to improve his game to where he turns that corner and makes that adjustment that puts him into that position. Because that's, I think that's what, you know, I think that's what the zombie showed tonight is he's just not quite there. There's those yeah. guys that are, you know, you've got the Volkanovskis and the Max Holloways and the Ortegas, and you know the Chan Sung Jungs, but. It's a hard, it's a hard weight class, man. One forty-five. There's some, there's some, uh, some talent. Studs. There, yeah, they got some no, studs there. I got nothing bad to say about anything with that fight. I thought both guys fought their asses off. They both fought well. It's just that this, you know, zombie was just better, just about everywhere throughout the fight for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I think a couple little tweaks here and there for Dan. Um, you know, and the other two, he just had a baby. Like, there's a lot of other things going on right now in his life, and I'm sure I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm just saying, like, it does. No matter what people say, it does yeah, affect your difference. your your life. It affects your training schedule. Affects the way you actually come yeah. into a fight. So, I mean, uh, but hey, month the distance, you know, good fight. Just, just you know, go back to the drawing board. Come back and get the next one. Um, I wasn't impressed with uh, Alexia Linick. Uh, the the younger kid uh, Spivak or whatever, yeah. he's got some he's got some heavy hands, man. He was throwing some heat in that first round. He yeah. just, you know, it's a, I mean, I just wasn't impressed with uh, Alexi. It's just, he's forty four. What does that you know, mean? It's, it's time to hang it up. <laughs> Shit. Let's just be honest. You know, he's yeah. he's got one way of winning the fight. I mean, he's throwing that giant looping overhand right that only missed by that much. Yeah, it makes you more tired too when you throw that. Oh shit. man, you know when it's like, stop doing that. But mm -hmm. you know he he's got his way of winning, and it is you know to pull off a submission. It just it's not happening. Everyone knows his style and knows his game now, and so look, he he fought hard for forty four. He went the full distance, but the you know the fight went to the right guy. Is that three losses in a row? Or it is. Derek Derek Lewis. That one, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, three losses in a row. He beat, fought, Verdum, think, he beat he beat Verdum. Beat Verdum. Yeah. yeah. Huh, back to the card. But now this was the fight, and who oh. called this? Both of us. Yes, both of yeah. us. <laughs> we, we both. <laughs> you, you said what fight? I'm looking for, looking yep. forward to Cheeto Vera, and man, did it deliver! What a fight! You know, this was a rematch, and uh, it was a great fight the first time. But damn, this was even better this time. I didn't have I didn't have the scorecards the way that they did. Uh, I didn't think it. I, I thought it was closer than that. I, I gave I gave uh, Davy Grant the first round. And I gave Cheeto so the next two. Okay, exactly. Just want to make yeah. sure. I was like, but they had they had him winning twenty nine twenty six. One. one of them. Well, they, no, it was a ten eight round. I here, I thought round. it should have been the the fight should have been twenty nine twenty seven. In my opinion, yeah, I could I could have got behind that. Davy Grant won the first round. Look, Cheeto had his moments, and he did some good things, but Davy Grant, volume-wise, he hit him with some good shots. He should have won the round, 10-9. Second round goes to Cheeto. Third round was a 10-8 round. Yeah. He beat him up in that round. He did a lot of damage to him. Take, you know, Davy Grant is not going to be looking good tomorrow. It's going to yeah, be was, ugly. What was impressive to me, like what people think is throwing elbows against the fence, easy. Throwing elbows in the open striking area, not way easy. harder. Oh, 
Not easy. You overextend, you get taken down. If you reach too much, you get knocked out. You can get elbowed yourself. I mean, to do what he did, he threw four or five of them in a row. Like, I think one or two of them cut him pretty bad yep. in that second round. I think it was in the second round. There was just nag came out right away and just touched, touched, touched with the. I was like, wow. Just very impressive what he did. And, and it just progressively got better and better as he went. Um, great fight. Stole the show. I thought the, I thought yep. the rest of the card was, the rest of the card was, yeah. That fight right there made it worth tuning in. Oh, yeah. I, I, Cheeto's good. He's really good. So you know, relaxed. Uh, yeah. Because even at, even at times when Davey was getting to him, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he got hit a couple times with some hard shots. Stayed calm, stayed relaxed, stayed within himself. Very technically good in and out. Used his hands well. He just very relaxed in the fight. He looked really good. He is just yeah. getting better and better. Yeah, he's got a remedy. I think a little bit of his, and I know it was a hard fought fight. I'm not trying to not, but he's got to remedy a little bit of the conditioning. Seemed a little bit like he slowed down a lot in that third round. Even though he had the dominant positions, he still wasn't able to do as much as he could. Had he, I just feel, I feel like the top level, I'm just being, I'm, I am splitting okay. hairs here, you guys. I'm just, yeah. and, I, hairs and, I'm, because... and, and I'm doing what John's going to say right now. I love Cheeto. <laughs> I, love, I love me some Cheeto, man. But I'm just saying the top, top fighters in the top five, top four, whatever in that third round, they're not looking like that. No matter how hard the fight is, yeah. you know, because you look at them, they're fighting five round fights. Frankie Edgar has never looked like that in a four, in a five round fight or in a four round fight. Sure. He's looked like tired and exhausted, but the guy just keeps going. You know what I mean? There's when you get to that next level of fighters, you need to be able to push through and, and fight at a hard, hard pace in that third round, no matter how hard that fight is, I agree. you know? And so that, that, that's, what's going to separate you from, from you getting from he's, I think he's ranked 15 from him being ranked 15 to being ranked in the top seven, eight, because those top five, top six, they're all, they're in shape full time all year around. Pretty much. They're ready to go at all times. They just pick and choose their fighters that they want to fight because they're ranked so high. So you need to be ready to go at all times. And I know it was a hard fought fight, but you need to be able to push the, you should, he should have been raising up and doing nasty, hard elbows. He just didn't have the energy. He was exhausted. So he's got to remedy that a little bit. And like I said, guys, I'm splitting hairs here. I'm really just, I'm, if I'm going to take one thing away and say, hey, you got to work on this, you've got to be a, you've got to be in better shape in that third round because he could have got him out of there. He should have got him out of there. There, there you know was the I mean? moments where you thought he might be able to. Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, and, uh, uh, and, he sh- and, but I think also too, I feel like he should have. And that's the thing with the conditioning factor, you wouldn't have had that problem. He would have found the next, getting that submission. I think he was on the, on the neck, on the back. Didn't get it. Could have went side choke. Could have went back onto the mount. Big elbows. Like all of those things. Those are all transitional things that you you do when you're in shape. You know, if you're not in shape, you start to lose those positions. You know, and and then you have to salvage what you have there left over. And that's yeah. kind of what I saw a little bit. I'm like I said, I'm just picking picking the little little Splitting things. Splitting hairs because great man, great fight, great fight. Was, and out just an outstanding performance by Cheeto Vera. That was. Because Davy Grant was in there and he was tough as hell, you know. And I, I felt bad for him, knowing that you know what that that loss right there, all of those, you know. And I'm not saying I thought Davy was going to get to the a title shot, but it's got to come to an end somewhere. It's good that it came to an end with a fight like that. As far as yeah, your title aspirations are probably not going to be there, but you know, great fight by both guys. They did steal the show. 
so the Silva and Terman fight. Yeah, he, Terman was doing well, and then <laughs> yeah. he put then he put himself on bottom and just Silva's ground and power was just nasty. He got he, starched. As soon as Silva postured up a little bit in that first exchange on the ground, he postured up was landing. He was landing shots from like feet on the hips away, four feet yeah. away. He was landing. I'm like, good heavens, yeah, you know. And then you could tell they were having some effect, and they got him against the fence. It was just like that, 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 and it was done. Yeah, it was he got over. hit two those two left hands. You know, yeah. Normally, you see guys really turning their head. You didn't really even see him turn his hip, but you could tell that they were hard. They they hit him flush. You know, he got hit with the right hand. That hurt him. His head was up, you know, up against the cage almost, but on the on the mat, that hurt him. And in the two left hands, he went out. He was yeah. unconscious. That was big shots. And he was doing well throughout that entire fight. He really was fighting well. It's when he got really high on that. You saw him when he had the position. He was getting high. You're going, this is exactly what you're just talking about. You're losing the position. You know you're feeling you're losing it. Get out of there. Don't just turn and go to your back. Get out. And this is the difference between winning and losing. You've got to have those moments where you go, you know, exit, man. Abandon that stupid technique. It's not going to work. It's not going to be there for you. Get yourself to a better place. Don't end up in a bad spot. This is what Fight IQ will do for you when you're fighting. And sometimes when you don't have that working for you, this is what happens. You end up underneath and you end up underneath with a guy that on top. He's got power, and he puts you out. So, but it was, it was a fun fight to watch. Yeah, you'll find that when I we talk about abandoning positions, I mean, like, look, if someone is starting to take me down, and I'm starting to go down, and I know I can't defend anymore, at least fall to at least a half guard or a guard or somewhere where you feel comfortable where you can defend. If you fight it so much to the point where they land in mount or they land in side control, you failed yourself. Yes. And that's no different than like if you shoot a submission, right? And you think you've got it. You know when you don't have it. Abandon it and go back to something else. Yeah. Go back to a safe position. I've seen people hold on to submissions so long that they end up, the person ends up getting out and getting their back right there. Someone goes belly down on an arm bar and they know they don't have it. Put your foot on their face, kick them away. Not kick, but push them away. <laughs> okay. And, and get back to your feet or at least start to get, you know, into a half guard or a guard position. Some people stay there so long, the elbow's clear. And they're still trying to hold the wrist. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And the, the, yeah. that allows their, their opponent to get to their back. Swing they end up around. mounted. They end up getting fucked up and getting cut. And you're like, you held on to that submission too long. You know whether you have it or not. And that's exactly. this very similar situation, what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I think, uh, I mean, obviously, um, Chito stole the show with Davey Grant. I thought that was the fight of the night. But I thought Matt Brown, my man, give you a big, <laughs> big clap. Big big clap because I thought doing Lima it for was the looking... senior citizens, baby. Yes, yes, for us, for us old people. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought Diego looked good. I thought he was yeah. good. Leg kicks was getting touching him. You could tell though all the running and all that stuff was getting to him. And then going into that second round, Matt Brown's like, "All right, I'm gonna catch you." Like you know how Rocky caught the chicken. Just that fucking. Yeah. You could tell that first round was like when Rocky first started trying to chase out yeah. the chicken. Like this is stupid. I don't want to yeah. do this. And then he came out of the second round. I was like, I'm going to get this motherfucker. And he did. And it was, it looked, it was, I was kind of reminiscent with, not reminiscent, but I was thinking like what, what uh, Dominic Cruz was saying. I didn't even know. I was like, what hit him? Because the way he threw it and the way he slid it right on the inside of guard. And yep. it, he didn't even land it. It extended. It like landed, kind of crunched in just right on the button. And he was out. Out. Face down, ass up, out. 
just, I mean, good stuff for Matt Brown, man. I tip my hat to you, brother. Good stuff. Those calf kicks you were taking, you're a fucking savage. Oh, you know, <laughs> those things don't even like. I'm so glad I'm done fighting. I see these guys <laughs> get kicked, and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Hard yeah. pass. Yeah, I'm not trying to take that shit. Are you, are you fucking kidding me, John? No way, man. That day you fell on me like a tree, like the tree fell on you. You fell on me one that's day. That's why the tree fell weird. on me because it felt bad for you. Man, that's how I. That's how I felt for me. I was underneath them. Thank God I didn't break six ribs. <laughs> Collapsed lung, man. Just timber. <laughs> John right on top of me. Bam. I was like, shit. How'd I end up down here? Wait a second. Anyways, um, go down to this Verna. What's her last name? Jandaraba. Yep. Shit. Jandaraba. I, I know she's good. I, she's tough. She's good. She's a great jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner. She's got yeah. great jits. Her yeah. fight with Mackenzie Dern was fucking, was pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, But she's a sav, man. She's tough. She's a savage. Yeah. You know, um, she's fun to watch fight. You know, I, I was, I was very, uh, I was very impressed, man. I was very impressed. I think she's a little bit older, isn't she? Can you click on her? How old is she? I think she, yeah, she's like 33 years old or something. Like yeah, that. I think she's a little bit older. 33. That's not, she's still got time. 33. Yeah, she's got time, yeah. 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 She, uh, we haven't had, we haven't had women's MMA long enough to be like, yeah, they're all, like the first batch of women are like finally leaving the sport kind of thing. You know, yeah. Misha, Rhonda, Holly's going to leave here soon, but she wasn't one of the first batch, but like, well, Chris let, is let, still let, fighting. Let, let's just be honest. Let's go to Marloche. Because Marlis she deserves Cohen, yeah. that. There you go. Oh yes, love right. me some Marlis, man. She's one of go. my favorite, one of my favorite female fighters of all time. Yep, love She's her, awesome. love her, and just I, I don't know if you've ever hung out with her, but like, oh, yeah. when she was when she was fighting, and we used to you know crash the bars, you know, and we'd all run into each other, and she was just so much fucking fun, just a great energy, super fun. She's like just one. And I hope she doesn't take this the wrong way. It's like one of the guys just talks shit to you, and she has that. Uh, what is uh? She's Dutch. Dutch, right? Yeah, she's Dutch. And so she just has that accent. It's just so funny. And so funny. She makes fun of her own accent. She's like, oh, yeah, it's so attractive. And she, like, speaks Dutch. She's like, see? <laughs> she's so, she just cracks me up. She cracks me up, man. She's she's an awesome person. Yeah. Um, But overall, I mean, like, I was impressed with Verna. I thought she looked great. And the rest of the fight card was like, you know. But overall, I mean, overall, like I said, the, the performances of the night. Can you go back to that, Dave? Was Cheeto? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I thought Verna had a great fight, and Matt Brown, I tip my hat to you. And the main event, you know, Korea, uh, Korean Zombie coming through in the clinch. So those are those are your top, I think those top five, top four fights uh, were good. That 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 young kid, the Korean kid, Choi. Oh, man, he looks sharp. He's tough, he man. He's good. He looks, t- he looks tough. I'm just thinking to myself, they're going to have to give you a big step up in competition now, buddy. You're going to have to start fighting those, those uh, top fighters. Say top, you know, top eight, top ten, somewhere in there. So, should be. be I like. I like. He's. Uh, he's got a good look to him too. Very marketable. So he. Uh, All right. He he lit Julian up. Yeah, he did. It was. Julian they had, had no some idea, good exchanges had though. No idea. Oh yeah, at times. But they, in the beginning, he just was much tighter with yeah. his technique, much cleaner, and he was landing the heavier shots. Yes. And he you know, you look and it was almost you could see it coming. You're going, man. You can't. You can't yeah. take. Too many of those, and, and I, I love the fact Julian was fighting back. He's going after him. It's just, man, you know, you're getting it's calibers, man. You're hitting him with freaking, you know, a 22, and he's hitting you with a 45, man. It's 
not what's going your way that way. What's John explain to me what's the difference? I'm just <laughs> fucking kidding. John, I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code Wayne in, and they're gonna give you a little extra cash. And you guess what? You've got all the stuff that's going on right now. Hockey, you've got basketball, uh, you've got uh what else? We've got the some boxing matches to talk about. Wilder oh, Fury, get go ahead and get us some bets on that. Obviously, you got uh Poye and Connor coming up as well. And um, yeah, check all the check out all the betting lines, check them all out, see what they have, and then your first initial deposit, you get a little extra cash. So uh, use the promo code Wayne in at mybookie.ag. What else you got for us, Dave? Um, <clears throat> so Anderson Silva is actually fighting tonight. Uh, I think he's fighting while we're while we're recording the show. Yes. Um, and so, um, Caesar, have are a, you sick, Dave? Yeah, I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah, <laughs> you I, fucking. I, I don't know if it's like the new Texas You're out there. You brought your COVID virus to Texas. You fucking super spreader. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah. <laughs> fucking God. They're like, man, this fucking Californian. Fucking bringing, the, over uh, the, bringing over the virus and shit. <laughs> oh, man. Is it like a, is it allergies or is it a cold? Um, I, I don't know, but my son's got it as well, so. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I have a lot of friends that moved out. Not to, like, I have a lot of friends that moved to Austin, but some of the ones that live in the Dallas area, they're like, the allergies are kicking, man. They're yeah. like, they, they get you there. So I'm mm, not sure it's the same in. Dallas. There was this Austin. weird situation because the weather was really weird recently with all the rain, and um, so yeah. everybody, everybody's house got flooded with these little black flies. It was crazy. We we just all these black flies were just like flooding our house, man. We couldn't figure it out. And then Tanya's on like some community post thing, and um, everybody else was saying the same thing that they all got flooded as well. Wow, crazy. interesting. Talking black about flies. black, they're called gnats. Flies. They're called yeah. gnats. I don't know. No, it sounds like no, Armageddon like, is coming towards Texas. Well, I think it's uh, it sounds like it sounds like like those little water gnats, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, if you so. if you if you got if you everyone got flooded, it would explain like anytime you have still water, they start to develop like those little black gnats that fly around the still water. Well, so they're saying it's because of the the air isn't normally this wet or whatever. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Interesting. Yeah, we, we <laughs> fucking know that. Jesus. <laughs> Are you sure, Dave? Yeah, uh, starting yeah, to yeah. lean in that direction, thinking, yeah, you know I'm, what, I'm, this this dude is rocket science material. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, Dave. The only thing I the only thing I know for certain, um, as far as science goes, is what the inside of Josh's head looks like. And have you ever seen like uh, ping pong in the '80s on a computer where it's like it's called pong? It's called pong, not ping pong. Pong, whatever. It's called pong. Yeah, that's what your brain looks like with a little dot. What a millennial doesn't even know what the hell pong is. Get the hell out of here with your nonsense, Uh, millennial. Ding, ding. Ding. So what do you think? All right, before before it goes off because it hasn't happened, Anderson Silva versus Mister I can't make weight ever, Caesar yeah. Chavez Jr. Anderson gets knocked out. Yeah, what round? I mean, like I honestly believe maybe like round two or three. I don't think so. I think he goes farther than that. No, I think he's going to get touched though. He just doesn't have a good chin. But that's my point. my point is as soon as he gets touched. I think as soon as he gets touched, like he's, what is he, 40, he's 42, 43, his chin. That's all. I, it has nothing to do with him and his skills. I'm, it's not that it's, it's his chin. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's there, not anymore. there anymore. It's not there. And it doesn't like, I don't have anything against him at all. I mean, like he just, he's a great fighter. I mean, he's, he's got but, all the talent, but, but your chin, I will your, your say chin plays of, a factor in fighting, by the way. I will say one of the things that intrigued me out, out of that fact that, 
Junior did not make weight, and his weight was supposed to be at 182 pounds. He fought at 168. 160, yeah. 168. 160, and then he went up to 68. Yeah. It's like, and you can't make 182? What does that mean? Yeah. You're not. Yeah, changed. but he was always a big bodied guy. He's, I mean, he's you've, tall. You see, you see, yeah, he is tall. You see him. He's kind of thick. Look at his neck and his, he's got a big head. How is his dad so small? And this motherfucker is huge. You should see his mom. Oh, is she, <laughs> she's tiny. She's tiny. <laughs> no. she's, she's tiny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, look. <laughs> It just has to do with the chin. I'm not gonna say. Like, I think if it was Anderson of ten, eight years ago, yeah. I probably would pick. I, I probably would pick Anderson, just to be honest. Yeah. yeah, I'd probably pick him. But because this kid, like, I, it's so embarrassing to think that your dad was so great, and you here you are just disrespecting everything that he fucking he fought super hard to to build a legacy for, and now you're just coming in and just being a total fucking idiot. It's embarrassing. It's it's. I feel bad. I feel bad. Like if you're if. If you're his dad, what are you thinking? Like he just, hey, let my kid be his kid. Let my kid be him, I guess. And that's all I can think of. And the sad part is, he's got some talent. He's got he does. Some talent. He's not. He's not a bad fighter, man. No, he's pretty no. good. It's the you fact know, he's that he's, he doesn't have discipline. No, none. Yeah, I have friends that uh, that their coaches kind of helped were at, were with him at one of a couple of his camps. Yep. Like, yeah. So have I. Yeah, just he doesn't even show up. Yeah, leaves his coaches there. Like they're I like, know. yeah, okay, meet tomorrow morning, nine a.m. Da da da. Doesn't come. Okay, let's do like you know, let's reschedule for noon. Doesn't come. And then you know, and then like they train in the evening, just one time. Okay, and then like they're done. Then he goes out for the night, comes back like four in the morning, sleeps until one. It's like shit, man. Anyways, whatever, man. I guess when your dad's a superstar, money's not really an issue. There you Who go. Knows? That's how it works. Um, next, next uh, topic. Uh, I am sorry to say that the next two news topics are also boxing, MMA people <laughs> going to boxing related. So uh, yeah. the next one being Vitor Belfort um, going against Oscar De La Hoya and quote unquote the biggest fight ever according to Vitor Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he Would was fighting. He... Hold on. First, he was supposedly fighting the real Tarzan after they had that fake worked uh, whatever thing. The guy comes to his gym and he throws water at him or something like that. Wasn't he supposed to fight him? And now he's fighting Oscar because the UFC wouldn't let George St. Pierre. Yeah. Um. It's it doesn't do anything for me. I mean, Oscar's not a big guy. That's the real question of how what they're going to do. Look at for the most part, Vitor can make one eighty five, but he ain't going to make anything less. Yeah, well, he, fought his, too, he fought his career at heavyweight, light heavyweight, and 185. So, yeah. what's the weight of this thing? Is the commission involved? Is the drug testing? What's the drug testing? <laughs> You're going off of, if it's TRT, Vitor. <laughs> I am. I'm going strict. I'm going right off of that. Exactly. Well, I will tell you when I, the video that I watched of him with in that what I say was a worked uh, confrontation mm-hmm. with the real Tarzan. He didn't have the TRT body that he had in the past. Got it. Now, but he's older. But you know, it's he didn't he didn't look the same. You know what's surprising with me though is that not surprising, but he still has a chin. Yeah. 
And so I think he's got, like, if we're talking, like, if we're going to say, hey, someone has a chance to beat somebody, I think out of all of them, he's got the chance to beat Oscar. Yes. Well, especially, that's why I'm saying the weight. Now, Oscar yeah. weighs more, but that does that's not going to work to his benefit in, in boxing. You know, as no, far as the other thing, too, is it. Carry more weight. I don't think he. I don't think he realizes how fast. Like people don't realize how fast Vitor is. Even yeah. at his older age, he's still yep. fast. Yep. He's still explosive. Yep. And you know he's got a chin, so he will take some shots. Yep. You know, and I don't know if Oscar's gonna be big enough to really like deliver that type of shot. To deliver he, a shot he? that he's not gonna start walking through either. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know that that I mean like it doesn't do anything for me, but now that we just talked about it, it kind of piqued my interest a little. Come bit. on, dude! I gotta watch yeah. that one. I'm sorry. I just talked myself into it. Just I, I probably see. talked most of you guys at home into it as well. You guys can thank me later if it ends up being a good fight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna set up a, a one of those. What are they called? You, set, you need to set up a Triller account. No, what are those? What are those things called where people just send you money, Dave? GoFundMe. Go, no, but that's for like charity stuff. I'm gonna set up one of those. The other Venmo? one. Venmo. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna give everyone my Venmo number, okay? And you guys are gonna have to send me some money if you guys enjoy this fight, because I talked to you guys into watching it. All right. Anyways, next next thing. All right. The next one is um, Rashad Evans coming out of retirement, and uh, they're saying oh, that the target the is they're on, targeting guys. a Logan Paul fight or a Roy Jones fight, okay. and a Roy Jones fight, or okay. first a, and or yeah. Sorry, it's not gonna happen, Rashad. I love you. Okay, but no one cares about you fighting Logan Paul. Why would Logan Paul do it? What's the reason for doing it? Well, I mean, he must have he must have had a communication with them for this to for him to announce this. Like, why would you announce it unless there was some sort of communication with management and saying like, "Hey, there's a potential of this, and I think we should start think, considering this for next." Logan Paul's basically zero and two. No, they need to get him a win. And I'm not saying he's going to beat Rashad, by the way. I'm not saying he's going to beat Rashad. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, they got to get him a win. I'm so telling you he's going to beat whole... Rashad. You think so? Yeah, he's going to beat Rashad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Lo- We're talking about Logan. We're talking about Logan. Hmm. Logan's big. He's strong. He's yeah. young. He's yeah, fast. True. And Rashad doesn't have a chin. It's oh, it's gone. his chin's gone. You think his chin's gone? Are you kidding? Do you want to see how many times you know he's been? Knocked yeah, I know out how many times. Latter part I know of his career. Times. I mean, I, yeah, I love one, the guy. Two, one, two, three. There's only three according to his record. Yeah, according to three, three. That was at the end of his career, though. Yeah, yeah it was. But he was getting yeah, knocked he's, out. He's, he's, he's giving the he's giving the chin a little bit of a rest, okay? And the brain's probably recovered a little. Take bit. Take a look you know? at what happened with him and Anthony jo- Anthony uh, Johnson Smith. Anthony Smith, excuse me. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, doesn't that happen to everybody who fucking fights Anthony no, no, Johnson? No, by no, the way, that was, no, not, <laughs> I was like, wait that, a second, not that Rumble, uh, the Lionheart uh, Rumble. Yeah, the Anthony <laughs> Anthony Smith. All right, I don't know. I just Rashad. Is, I, again, I go back to. I always say, when you get knocked out three times, three times, it's time to start looking and saying, "Hey, it's you're probably gonna have a pro, uh, probably gonna have." difficulties in keeping that from happening a fourth because your body just starts to react to it differently you know go back you know he did get knocked out viciously by leona machida that was early in his career you know as far as he was the champ but you know i think that was the first time it ever happened to him 
and he had some really great fights before that. And then he has, you know, some good fights, but he took some damage in some of them. But the last, you know, the last couple Six on his fights. record, that's the ones where you look and you go, man, you t- he took a lot of damage in those fights. You know, and hmm. I don't know. I just don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah. I just, I feel like these guys shouldn't be coming out of retirement to fight these internet guys. Just, nope, neither do I. But then that, uh, that goes into me. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, is it pride or is it an ego? It's a little bit of both. I, I just wouldn't do it. You know, we start, if we're talking four or five, like I said, $3 million and above, I'd start having this conversation, but I don't know if Rashad's going to make five, he'll probably make about four or 500,000. But but here's here's a lot of money. I get it, but I know I know I'm it's my my opinion means nothing in this. Okay, but I look at it and say it took Rashad Evans how many years? Twelve, fifteen years to build up a resume that puts him in a class of hey, he was a great fighter. This is a guy that he was a world champion. This is a guy that really accomplished something. And it's gonna. It'll take one fight to ruin it. One stupid fucking fight. I'm not saying he's gonna yeah. lose, even though he's got a good chance of losing that fight. Yeah. But it only takes that fight to ruin it all, and that's where I'm just looking. I go, it's not worth it. Yep. Just no, I know. It. I look at. I look at, and he's my boy. But I look at the Chuck Liddell Tito fight. Why'd you take that fight? Dumb. So dumb. There was nothing to prove. You'd already beat him twice. Oh my god. Why would you do it again? That's what we, I didn't get. I didn't. Get I was it. I, I was teaching a class at uh, Extreme Couture, and uh, we were there in the summertime. It was like you know, it was International Fight Week for the UFC, so it was July, you know, the beginning of July, and uh, Chuck was there training because that he was going to take that fight, and we were and I was watching him, and he was, you know, he just wasn't the Chuck that we knew. No, he was so slow, and everything, and I was like, God, please. Please don't let this fight happen. Because, yeah. you, know, you don't again, a guy that man, he deserves everything as far as his fight career. Don't go out on that fight because you, you'd already beaten him twice. What's the point? You have nothing it. to win with it. There's nothing for you to win. Yeah, you can get back and you can do another fight. And I know he's Chuck will always have that fighter mentality in him. He'll always want to fight. He'll always say that you know I, I think I'm going to come back and do this. That's never going to leave him. That's it's part of who he is, but he had nothing to win in that fight. No, nothing. No, we've had this conversation about, you know, um, like say like if GSP was to come back and fight somebody and if he was to lose a lot of the stuff like that he has available to him now, it would dry up. Yeah. You know, like that, that's the thing. Like I know Chuck didn't leave on wins like, like GSP did, you know, from the UFC, but he had a legacy of being a champion there for a while, and he's most one of the most recognizable, if not the most recognizable champion they've ever had. And it's just you don't want to you don't want to come back for something like that. Like with Rashad, he's going to come back if he loses. They're not going to remember any of the other stuff because it's the last thing they remember seeing you. Yeah, you know, and that's going to be pushed around the internet. I don't know, man. Nothing dies on the internet these days, man. I actually people send me like negative shit now. So what I do is I screenshot and I post it in my story. And I say the internet, it's a gift that keeps on giving because <laughs> some of these fucking people send me some, some hilarious shit, man. It's so are funny. you kidding? Hold on. My man, podcast Dave. Yeah. Sent a, <laughs> a compilation 
of That's people so cutting trees down that where they get crushed by them. And I, I, I guarantee so dude, two of them were exactly the same thing that happened to me. And so it was like, that was good, Dave. That was very good. Nice job. How many times did you watch that? That's what I want to know. How many times did you watch that? I watched it three times. <laughs> it's so funny, this guy. thought it was awesome. Uh, it wasn't so this this person said it's a girl sends me this is you want to come over for a few drinks and i'll let you meet my dog and i'm like what says it says if 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 she likes you i'll let you in the i'll let you in the bedroom just random like shit like that i get it i got another one that says why'd you block me pussy he's got zero followers and he's following zero people and he's got zero posts <laughs> so I I just screenshot. And I said I said I said if you get a follower other than your mother, I said hit me back up and I'll fall I'll unblock you. I didn't know. Like it's so weird, man. I get this one guy. He's said a bunch of shit about how he, he how Colby Covington's a real gangster, and I wouldn't know anything about being a real gangster. And you know, you better hope I don't run into you in the street because I'll show you my gangster shit. That's what he said. Oh, I'm like, okay. so I took I took that as well and reposted it. I love reposting all the the great stuff. It's the internet, man. Social media. It just it's a gift that keeps on giving, man. I love it. It's fucking undefeated. You gotta think the internet is undefeated. It's the greatest thing ever. So whenever I'm bored, I just like if if I want if I'm sitting on the toilet, man, I'm just reading all the good shit. Oh my god. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> Who needs magazines and fucking newspapers these days? There you are no more magazines. Phone. It, you got man. your phone, man. It's great. Jeez. All right, what else you got for us, Dave? Craziness. <clears throat> all right, the last thing um comes from Pretty much like a combination. Sorry, my voice is so cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much like a combination of like fan questions we've been having, but it's all kind of uh, around the the welterweight division and just the state of it. Um, you know, the questions being like, you know, is is this one going to fight Colby or is Leon going to get the shot? Uh, what happens with Gilbert and Stevens? So there's kind of that top five slash champion. Um, is the mixing and just kind of like I guess from you guys what do you see from a fantasy booking standpoint and um you know how does this play out i'm not gonna go with the fantasy booking i'm gonna go with i think this is the order it's gonna go in it's gonna go colby or that and then i think the winner uh i think if steven thompson beats burns i think he leapfrogs leon edwards for some reason dana's not impressed with leon and he's not gonna give him a shot he's gonna ha- leon's gonna have to fight somebody else whether it's masvidal or he's got to get. He's gonna have to get a big, a big vicious win over somebody that makes him think. Okay, now I can sell this. But right now, the last thing that people remember of Leon Edwards, he was on stilts in the fifth round by Nate Diaz. Yeah, that's all they remember. They don't remember the first four rounds where he was piecing him up, giving him the two piece without the soda. They don't remember that. They don't. That, that that that's not even in their mind. All they remember is that he was wobbled and rocked and had to survive for the last minute of the fight. That's all they remember. No different than what we were just talking about a second ago about how, you know, it, people are going to remember you for your last fight, Rashad. They, you know, whatever. If GSP was to come in and fight a boxer and lose, they're going to remember that. And so that's exactly what's going on. And I just Leon is not going to. He's going to have to fight someone else. So I think my honest opinion is this: is that I think Colby's going to get the next shot because that's a money maker fight. Yep. Because they don't like each other. It's a draw. They know they're going to make their money on that fight. It's, it's smart business. That makes sense. Steven Thompson, if he wins, I think he leapfrogs Leon. And then I think um, Leon's going to probably fight the winner of Chiesa and Vin- uh, Vicente Luque. That's how, I think that's what they're going to have to do. Because then Steven Thompson will fight. And then after that, they're going to they're gonna pretty much have to give Leon the fight. I mean, like he's already, I know he's on a big time fight win streak. 
but you beat Kiesa, you beat Vicente Luca or whoever it is that wins that fight. You know, I mean, or it, during the fight that Stephen Thompson fights, you'd have Leon fight the winner of Stephen Thompson because Stephen Thompson's coming up here shortly, correct? Yep. I believe that's coming up here shortly. Burns and Stephen Thompson. Yep. So you can have Stephen Thompson and Leon Edwards fight to see who fights after Colby. I could see them potentially doing that as well. But, I mean, you kind of ruin your division if you do that. You'd like to have more options, like what's next for, for Usman, you know? Leon and Stephen Thompson is a fan favorite. Well, he should be. Yeah, he is. The, guy, he's, the he's, guy's one of the, the nicest individuals you'll ever meet. He's fun to watch. You know, very rarely has a bad fight. You know, and uh, just there's nothing there's nothing bad you can say about him. So, you know, I, uh, I look at it and go, it makes sense if he beats Durino, you know, he deserves to be moved up there. Um, yeah. I'm not sure that his style matches up well. With someone like Usman, it might, that might be a tough one, but he's tough to take down. But we'll see what happens with it. But yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I think the, I think that last round of the Diaz fight and the fact that when we talked about it, the fact that Leon went out there and he was he was piecing Nate up for a lot of that fight, did a lot of great stuff, the leg sweeps, everything he did, he really was looking good. But he wasn't. It did not look that he was looking to finish. Yeah, that was the big thing. There were moments where you looked. You said, "Oh, he's in." Nate's in, in a little bit of trouble, and you didn't see Leon doing anything to press just a little bit more to push that action on him. And I think that's one of the things, along with the fact that he got hurt and was on, you know, rubbery legs there for uh, that last you know minute of the of the fight. I, I do believe they, they're going to want to put him against somebody else. Yep. The, the nine-fight win streak is not going to be enough. He's going to have to get a ten-fight win streak. So I agree with you. I, I think Colby gets the next shot against Usman. I think it's a good rematch. I think it was a great fight the first time. You know, I, know, I know people are going to be upset with the Colby fans out there that I say, I don't think it's going to be as close. I just don't. You know, I just look at the way Colby hasn't fought. That's well. That's what that guy was just saying. One time, said, slid into my DMs. He's like, "Fucking, what do you mean, Colby hasn't changed? He's fucking, he's gangster. He's with the new crew. He's this and gangster. that." Gangster. Like, you're you're fucking. Hey, let me stupid. let me tell you one thing right now. Colby's anything but gangster. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, I've been around enough gangsters in my uh, life. Oh, it, Colby's a good fighter. He is a good yeah, fighter. Yeah, he and, is. And he's he's a guy that he uses his wrestling against most guys. But every time when you look at a fighter, you got to look at that matchup. And this matchup with Usman, this is Colby's toughest matchup. It's the one that is going to create him, you know, for him, the most problems in the, in the fact that his wrestling is nullified. For the most part, it's nullified. And you take a look at he is a volume guy. He's got a he's got a great gas tank. He comes after you and puts relentless pressure. There's a guy named Usman that does that same type of thing. Now, Usman's backed off a little bit on putting that relentless pressure and has become more uh, creative in how he'll step back and take time and then put pressure, then step back. And I think that a lot of that has to do with his time with you know Trevor Whitman and stuff. But he's getting, he's getting used to creating a rhythm that he then alters the rhythm and then brings it back and does things different instead of being in that drive the entire time. So... You know that may give 
Colby a chance. It may cause Colby more problems. You know, but I look and say the the biggest difference between the two is volume versus power. Yeah. Colby has proven that he's not that guy that has that one punch power. He can't put you out with one punch where Usman can. It's not that Colby can't put you out. He can, but it's going to be through he hurts you. You end up getting put down to the ground. He he puts you out with a you know a TKO stoppage by the referee due to ground and pound, but he's not the guy that can end you with one shot. That's mm-hmm. where Usman definitely has an advantage in the fight. So I just look at it that way. Yeah. What when I talked when I had said this and you know, I get people telling me that I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> I love it. Um is you look at the changes and the differences from the time he became the champion. I'm talking about Usman from the time he became the champion and where he's grown in the areas that he was weakest, which is in the standup and learning how to set a tempo where he's not just having to shoot and shoot and shoot because he was afraid of the being on the feet. He's proved that he can stand with people. He's had knockouts with standup people, yep. you know, against Masvidal being the most current one, but he is and with Burns as well. I mean, like, but, stylistically with Burns, he knew that, look, Burns is good on the ground. Why even take a chance? Gonna have to work. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. go to the ground with him. With um, with uh, Mazadal, it was surprising that he didn't shoot more, you know, or that he didn't try to shoot. But the fight didn't last long. But it, so also, he was, but he, but also, it also speaks volumes about his confidence. His confidence yeah. in what he can do on his feet now. And, and look, he's had great coaching when he was with Henry Hooft and, you know, Greg Jones and those guys at Sanford and he's getting great coaching from Trevor Whitman. You, you almost had people drinking right there. I'm just telling you, you almost had people drinking. <laughs> I almost did. I almost did. But, you know, it's, you can see how Usman as the champion is continuing to get better at times. There's just yeah. little things he's doing that makes him better. And one of the things he's doing is he's fighting Colby one fight since his fight with Usman. He got. He had the fight with Woodley. You yeah. know, you got to fight. You know what man. that is? That's that's fighters that are afraid to lose their position. That means that they're not confident in the fact that, like, I get it. If they do, if you don't want to fight someone who's like who's ranked ten, I understand. Yeah, totally, will benefit from that. If you want to give me someone like, like if you want to give me someone in the top five, I'll go stamp my name on their ass. That's fine, no problem at all. Go do that. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to fight. He want, He took the T Wood fight because he knew that he could probably outpace T Wood. You know, T Wood was older and just. The wrestling wasn't what it used to be, you know, and he just knew that I could just outpace him, press him to the fence, outwork him, do all of those things. Yep. And he knew it. And so. And he did it. He, those are the, like those fighters, I get it when you don't want to take something against someone else, like a, a top 10 or a top 15, like you want to fight someone in the top five. But that also means that you're also not as confident in your abilities as say like, like, like someone who's the champion. They're like, doesn't matter. Bring all the number one guys on because I'm gonna have to fight you all anyways. Doesn't matter who you put in front of me. I gotta fight you. Eventually, you're probably gonna get to me anyway. So let's go. I mean, I know styles make matchups, but when you're talking about Colby, and I said like he hasn't gotten any better since then, since that fight. And sure, and the reason why I know he hasn't gotten any better because he's not active. I, until you're active and you're in that cage and that cage door shuts, and I know, like, and I've seen the improvements firsthand. You're not gonna be able to practice those improvements in the gym as much as it's going to have to be effective in the, in the actual cage. You can never train as hard in the gym to simulate a fight, no matter how fucking hard you train. So to think that all that shit you learned in practice, or you've been working on it in practice, is it going to work or is it not? We don't know until you get in there. So until you actually get back in that cage, I don't know if it's going to work or not. 
And that's kind of when I meant like he hasn't gotten better. It's because no one's seen him get better. You know, when he fought T. Wood, he fought the same old Colby Covington style. Punch, 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 press you to the fence, punch, 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 grind on you. That's that right there, that style right there is not going to beat Usman. So I don't know how, I don't know what changes homie in the gangster department there in my DMs thought he was going to, how he was going to win. But, and, and, and look, and I don't, I actually, I kind of like, I like watching Colby fight because he's relentless. I like his little stick he does. It's a stick, guys. He, no, it's no, not no. real life. It's no. a stick. Okay. Um, and so I actually I like the whole thing because it brings a little bit of flair. That's why we're here talking about it. Because if he didn't start doing that shtick, guess what? What is it? no one would be talking about his ass? What is it with guys from Oregon? Yeah, Who's the stick masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you met people from Oregon though? <laughs> uh, something in the water is a little strange. Um, no, I just I, I, he's gonna get the next shot because it's a money maker for them, you know. And then if he loses, if he loses, Dana can just say, okay, look, you know what? Go to the back of the line, dude. I'm done with you. Because Dana doesn't like him. You know he doesn't like him. It's, it's like that whole, we used to be friends, that shit's gone. You know, when you walk into a casino and you start trying to film your boss gambling, you know, when people are around, a little weird, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, you might want to start, yeah, you start looking for another job. <laughs> you keep losing, buddy. So I think he's going to get next for, for the money. I think the winner of Steven and, uh, and Burns, Burns I don't think is going to get the next shot. So I could see if Burns loses, I could see Leon and Burns fighting. I could see that, but I would actually see him fighting the winner of Vicente Luque and and uh, Chiesa. I Vicente think I Luque see them against doing Michael Chiesa. That's a good fight. Yeah, that's I could see them doing that. Interesting fight. So, yeah, you know. So we'll see. Who knows? We'll see how it all plans out. But Kobe will be next, and then I think Stephen Thompson will be next, uh, unless Stephen Thompson gets the win. Edwards. If he yeah, gets. if he gets the if he gets the win, yeah, he's got his, he's got his hands full. All right, guys, hey, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Wayne in. Use the promo code and still. We've got a special shirt up for you guys. The Independence Day 4th of July shirt. It was a limited edition. It will, boom, only, boom. Be av- it will only be available until the 4th of July. It will not be available past then. It comes in, obviously, red, white, and blue. All right, so uh, Dave did a good job of doing that. Also, Dave is actually working up a new one, which probably will not be our logo because I'm going to make Dave change a little bit. Is I want it to be so I want to do something special for the Olympic Games. So we're gonna do a, a t-shirt uh, for the Olympics, you know, with the Wayne in, uh, not with the logo, but something that just says, you know, Wayne in USA Olympic team, whatever it is, we'll figure it out. Mm. But actually, I'll, Dave's gonna figure it out. <laughs> and uh, also, Dave, please, Dave figures out everything. Yes. Also, please go to our Wayne in Shorts or Wayne in Clips channel on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. We got to get that number up, man. We're only at like seven hundred subscribers. We got a hundred thousand of you guys following us. Hit the subscribe button on our Wayne in Shorts channel or Wayne in Clips channel, and uh, let's get this thing rolling, man. Let's get this thing rolling. John and I have a special show we're going to start doing for it as soon as we hit that thousand uh, subscribers. And uh, once we do that, it's been two weeks, guys. We're only at seven hundred. Come on, do us a favor. Give us, do us a solid. Hit the subscribe button there. We appreciate it. And uh, that's where all of our short clips, all of our most recent short clips will be going. So check that out. And uh, I want to get to that thousand so John and I can start doing this uh, other show for you guys. You guys might like it. That's a little fun. A little fun It'll be us. good. Uh, got, what else? You got anything else for us there, uh, John? I am good. I am going to, I'm going to watch Anderson Silva against Chavez Jr. And I guess I'll even watch Chavez Sr. But... Uh, It'll be interesting, I think. No, yeah, it's gonna be ugly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, John. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch it. I don't <laughs> Just blame you. Being me. honest, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, 
don't know. I'll probably, you know, now that I've talked to myself, I'll probably watch the De La Hoya Vitor fight. I'll probably watch that one, though. <laughs> I will. I watch everything. Uh, I'm horrible. I'm a fight nerd. All right, guys. Well, hey, I hope you, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. And for all the fathers out there, I want to wish you all a happy you Father's Day. Please enjoy your day with your families, your kids, your wives, everybody that is special to you. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And I appreciate you guys watching us, listening to us, whatever platforms you guys are listening to us on. Um, we appreciate you guys. and Have a wonderful Father's Day. Absolutely. To all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. To my dad, you're still my hero, brother. Thank you. Love you guys. See ya.